Hello, welcome to uh, Skill Check, the gaming wellbeing podcast from YMCA Exeter. My name is Andy, and here with me through the magic of Zoom, we are joined with Zach. How are things, Zach? Hello, Andy. Apart from hearing well, me, thank you. Struggling to, you know, not trip over my zzz. Your zzzes. My zzzes. Yeah, no, everything is good. Um, Christmas is obviously fast approaching. Um, on one, on just on a side note here, um, because obviously when I'm saying Exeter, so we we are located in Exeter. Um, I frequented the Christmas market opening last night. Ooh! At the cathedral. How was it? It was it was actually really nice. They've they've arranged it differently to how I've experienced it in the past. And all the food stalls are in the same area. So there's a very like street food, food markety kind of vibe as you kind of go in. And all the shops are kind of out of the, out and around it. So it's got a very like street food, street festival vibe as soon as you go in. Um, Mm. Leading up to the cathedral where there's a big tent for like an an indoor kind of drinking area. Mm. Um, And then... um, yeah, we also the on the opening night they do the the cathedral choir sing carols. Oh, okay. Um, and so we stayed stayed for a few carols. Um, yeah, very Christmassy. Definitely got me even a little bit in the in the Christmas spirit there for a few seconds. Um, Whoa! I managed well to purge that from my system immediately. Um, but um, yeah, it was it was it was good. It was a good time, and the food was great. Um, the atmosphere was really nice. Um, yeah, it was good to see so many young people out and enjoying being together with their friends and looking around the stalls. I think because we went fairly early in the evening, like it was it was definitely a lot of young people like from college and what have you and the university okay. and students and stuff. And the vibe was really nice, really friendly. Everyone, yeah, everyone's having a good time. Um, it, it's even for me, like it was good to just, yeah, be out there and partake of something that felt like much bigger than me. Like obviously um, mm. had a good vibe as well and, it was busy, which is great for the people that are selling their wares and goods at the Christmas market and the food stalls. Um, only good things to say. So if you're in Exeter uh, or near Exeter. Exeter and you're and near Exeter and you are, um, this is a huge thumbs up for the Chris, come and try the Christmas market. It, a lot of really hard work goes into making it happen. And I feel like this is probably, probably my favorite experience of it. And I've been to, you know, quite a few times over the years. So, um, I would definitely advocate for coming and trying some of the food. The food is amazing. Um, all different kinds of food. Um, lots of lots of local businesses have, have put out. So yeah, it's, it's definitely worth a visit. Fantastic, fantastic. So, gaming week. So, if, for our lovely listeners, what we generally seem to do is that we split this up uh, in two. We have. Uh, the first half where we talk about games that we've played and experienced during that week and uh, try and highlight most of the good from it. And second half, we talk um, gaming news and stuff that's been in, in the news, I guess, uh, over the last week. What have you been uh, playing this week? So it was mm, Xbox's know, 20th year anniversary. Happy birthday. Um, I know, right? Um, and they did a little documentary, a little video on, on the, they streamed it on Twitch and YouTube. And um, as part of that, they surprise announced the early release of the Halo multiplayer for Halo Infinite, Whoa. which is a game coming out in a few weeks. 
yeah, they were like, by the way, we wanted to celebrate it. We wanted to do something special for the 20th year anniversary because Halo is one of the original games that came out with the Xbox way, way back, I think, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And while the developer is different, there's a strong thing of Halo has been the game that's always been around, the franchise that's been there the whole time Xbox has. It's been and Xbox so as a, and Halo. As a, yeah, yeah. Um, and so as a surprise, um, they, they basically released the multiplayer component of Halo Infinite three weeks early. Um, and so... Everyone lost their minds, um, <laughs> and I've been playing that all week. And I've got to say, as someone who decided ultimately that it wasn't worth paying an excessive amount of money to get in early on the battlefield, and mm. then kind of thankful for that because it's not had the greatest pre-release, slash I guess it's coming out in the next couple of days, so release. Mm. Um and hearing kind of some of the issues with it and the and it's buggy and sometimes you, the, the servers aren't always very stable and the changes they've made don't quite make sense in a gameplay kind of way. And, and hearing a bit more about that from people who love Battlefield. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm kind of glad I didn't go in on that. But I do like my big Battlefield-style shooters with like big game modes with like huge teams on either side kind of going at it and like just the fun and the situational fun that that creates. Um mm. This was perfect timing from Halo, from a Halo point of view, um, because it is one of the most polished, stable, and fun, huge multiplayer experiences I've had in a very long time. And if I'm Battlefield and I'm launching around the same time as this surprise launch, I'm looking over the fence and going, oh, dear. (laughs) Because... I I haven't had a problem with matching. I haven't had a problem with the connection in the match or getting into a match. It looks fantastic. I haven't had lag. I haven't had any bugs. I haven't had any issues. And in fact, the only thing I've had, mm. apart from the occasional frustration because I lose a, a gunfight or I throw my grenade <laughs> and it misses or my, my melee doesn't connect, a great time in big team battle. Um, and there are other modes. There's also like a 4v4 mode. Um, which I've played a little bit of, but big team battles where it's at for me. I'm interested about having the fun. Um, mm. There's nothing more fun than te- like teams of 12 uh, Spartans on each team going at it, vehicles all over the place, grenades going off all over the place, crazy weapons <laughs> that you can get that do crazy things, um, crazy power-ups, having a great time. It's objective-based, so usually it's like capture the flag or... Yeah. Um, there's one. There's a game mode where you have to collect these items and put them into your base to upgrade your base. Um, okay. And then there's traditional Slayer mode, so just more kills than the opposition team. It's just, it's just. I would a great so time. lose at that. And you know the best part? What? It's 100% free. On Game Pass. Yeah. Although, I think it's also just free to play generally. Is it? The multi- oh, I could think the be actually. Component. I did notice I think, that, that yeah, has season no, I think, one on. I think the multiplayer, the base multiplayer without the season pass for Halo Infinite is free to play. Oh, I don't think it's attached to Game Pass. Yeah. Now, if you want to play the campaign and you have Game Pass, you get that for free. Otherwise, you have mm. to pay for it. But I think that the, the, they separate. that's why they separated multiplayer out a little oh. bit. And I, I think it is genuinely free to play. So if you have... Uh, if you have a PC or if you have Xbox uh, One forwards, mm. um, so Xbox One, Xbox Series S, and Xbox Series X or PC, you can play the multiplayer for free. It's free for everyone. Um, 
So Andy, even you could try it out. I have already tried it out um, through Game Pass. I didn't realize it was free for anyone. Um, yeah, I've, yeah, tried it out uh, via uh, the cloud streaming part oh. of it. And I've, it worked. It was beautiful. It, I've got to admit, I'm saying it worked. I could very easily turn around and you know, really bad mouth it um, because my own personal gameplay. What can I say, Zach? I, I came second in many one-to-one matches. Yeah. Uh, there, it, so what, what's that Halo multiplayer apart from other games is that the time to kill, the TTK, as they like to refer to, is yeah. much longer. And so a skilled player who is a seasoned Halo player um will be able to kill multiple guardian multiple spartans not guardians that's destiny slipping in <laughs> multiple spartans um and then you'll think how on earth they're doing that when i can't even and i am and you, and you convince yourself well i definitely hit him and i definitely took his shields down and i definitely meleeed him but he didn't die and then he killed me and then he killed someone else and killed someone else and killed someone else really good halo players are really good and because the time to kill is much longer you can pull off crazy stunts like that where you can go on killing sprees and you can go and you can build up kind of like accolades, I guess, as I think is probably the, uh, within, the, within the match. And so mm. it's a really good Halo player. You look at their gameplay and you're like, how are they doing that? How is that even possible? But it's like I find myself also, go. yeah, I, I, and it's definitely, definitely led to me losing a lot of one-to-ones of going, how did I lose that? I initiated the combat. I initiated the fight. I definitely hit them before they hit me. And yet I lose that engagement. <laughs> Um, that makes me feel better to, to know that time. you're losing some of them. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, and, and I'm definitely getting better, but I've definitely got a lot of bad habits from Destiny 2. So Destiny 2 is probably my main per- first-person shooter that I play, and mm. it's just so different from Halo. It, it's just so, so different. And and because that's been the game I've played for over 10 years now, that's been my multiplayer competitive shooting experience is Destiny. Um, Halo is not the same. Funnily enough, Bungie that make destiny made the original halo but that's a whole nother um really kind of full circle thing here but but what but ultimately bad habits i have bad habits from playing destiny and it's not the same in halo but my brain can't figure that out and so by the time i figured all this out i'm dead (laughs) ultimately in a firefight um because it's just it plays very differently and like i said the time the, the ttk is very very much longer in halo it gives the the player that you've initiated combat with a fighting chance every time and if you if that player ends up turning out to be better than you then there's every chance that they can pull the fight back and you'll mm. end up losing the one-to-one engagement even if you engaged it with it also in big team battle you there's never there's no there's you, you're hardly ever in a one-on-one situation because <laughs> there's lots and lots of other players in there with you um whether it's a friendly whether it's friendly fire from a friendly grenade or you go around the corner and you initiate combat and then suddenly there's five spartans coming over the hill <laughs> like um yeah, you hardly ever in a one-to-one. Um, so you kind of really just have to in, kind of take it for what it is and then just enjoy it um, mm. for the experience that it is. Um, because that's ultimately, when you're playing an objective-based to big team battle, it's not really about the kills that you get or how many kills you get. It's about playing the objective. I need to remember that. You win the yeah. game by playing the objective and, and capturing the flag or um, upgrading your base or helping your team to facilitate what, object what it, what the objective is in that game mode it's not about how many kills you get which i also like because i think sometimes in multiplayers you get yeah it's, it's, you, it's you not get about the battle it's about it, this is a yeah, peace loving podcast isn't it yeah 
Yeah. But yeah, but basically, that is Halo Infinite. It's a. <laughs> it's just a great experience. If you're out there and you want to try it, I'd recommend get, just diving into it. It's completely free, so there's no no excuse not to download it and try it yourself. That's that's Halo Infinite on uh, Xbox and uh, I guess PC through the Windows Store. Yeah, I'm going to change home just a little bit. I was going to say just a little bit, but I'm going to change tone entirely now and move from a online multiplayer shoot 'em up to talk about uh, a game that is apparently pronounced Reese, um, spelt G R I S. Is a puzzle-based platformer where you control uh, a young. A uh, girl who starts the game with a beautiful singing voice. Something happens. She she falls through the floor, and the game seems to be about um, trying to find and releasing color back into her world, and finding her voice again, and gaining new abilities so i call it a platformer to start with you can't even jump jumping is a skill that you pick up admittedly early on in the game but apparently it's a it was very much an artistic choice to very much start you off with not much so something very much happens to her i finally completed it just the other day, it's, I say finally, it's quite a short game. But as you know, I'm not great for sticking with a game for any more than 20 minutes or so. So I personally consider it, you know, achievement unlocked. But when I got to the end, I was like, well, this is a game that is very much, it's about the stages of grief. You know, you can look it up online and you actually see where the guys behind it try to make the stages of grief kind of appear in the game. And right at the end, it's, it's about bringing, I guess, memories back together. And there's a lot of symbolism there as well about darkness and voice. And you end up walking um, off on the stars into light and yeah, I found it oddly emotive, particularly, you know, playing it late at night with the music, proper sold it. I think if you're looking for a game to kind of not play on your emotions at all, but to kind of help you explore uh, emotion around, I guess, grief in it in any shape or form, really, um, yeah, it's definitely a game that I would suggest people check out and uh, go find. It is available on, I think it's available on all good platforms. I think you can get it on uh, everything from the Xbox to the Switch. And uh, yeah, also on the Steam Store as as well. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, I've I've not 
played it personally, but I have heard very good things from yourself and from other people about it. Um, and so if you like a more impactful, meaningful gaming experience that explores sometimes difficult emotions, especially if maybe you're going through a similar uh, sense of loss or grief, and you want a way of kind of working through it that is not necessarily directly tied to the the experience that you're having, then a game like this is ideal to play, to pick up, to kind of experience and work through and go through someone else's in the, in, in the, with the idea that it helps you process your own. This is one of those games. Um, and I would, yeah, absolutely recommend it. And uh, yeah, I, I'm also under the belief that it's out on most platforms. You'll be able to find it somewhere to experience it for yourselves. Leads us in perfectly to the news section of our podcast because the first bit of news is not necessarily good news for those involved but something that we didn't want to shy away from um because we think it's important to reflect all parts of news whether it's a good news story or a a bit of a harder news story and that's um the information that has come out again we've talked about this before and it just keeps seems to keep on getting worse for them over activision blizzard Basically, a news story broke this week in a big news a newspaper in uh, America, um, outlining lots and lots more allegations of uh, of a kind of not so good nature uh, to do with uh, one of the C. I think it's the CEO at Blizzard, and then mm-hmm. his name is escaping me. But I imagine a quick search now um, will bring bring it up. Um, uh, Bobby Kotick is his name. Um, he's the CEO of Activision Blizzard. And basically, a big article came out um, in one of the big newspapers in America outlining um, allegations that he'd covered up uh, and perpetrated um, wrong behavior in the workplace. Um, this is on top of all the things we've already talked about in previous podcasts about allegations made about the work environment over at Blizzard and Blizzard, Activision Blizzard. Um, and ultimately, the the... The board of directors there came out in defense of CEO uh, Bobby Kotick, which has extraordinarily, because it's never happened in gaming before, led to both Sony and Xbox coming out and saying that they are now reassessing their relationship with Activision Blizzard based on their response to the allegations made about Bobby Kotick. So basically, Sony and Xbox aren't happy that Activision Blizzard are defending him. Because ultimately, at this point, they've already fired other staff for doing less things wrong. And so what we really wanted to say is that we know about it. This is us telling you and informing you of it. And if you want to know more about it, search online, Activision Blizzard, um, CEO Bobby Kotick, uh, news article. It will come up with all the information you could possibly need. But the takeaway from this that we wanted to say is that, guys, it the world is already a really hard, really difficult place for a lot of people for a lot of reasons. And we just wanted to reiterate to you the importance of being kind and encouraging to those around you, whether it's in your mm. workplace or whether it's in your personal lives. Yeah. Um, it's so, so important that we remain encouragers and positive people in people's lives because there is, as it turns out, the gaming world is, is unfortunately full of lots of things that should never take place and should never be per- perpetrated on people at, at work or in their personal lives. And we just wanted to take a moment to remind people to be good to each other, uh, especially as we're leading up to mm-hmm. Christmas, especially as that is a sentiment around this time of year, especially. Um, and with that, we're going to move on to a better, more positive and more interesting news story. Andy, over to you. 
So, out of the two of us, I'm probably the gamer who is a little bit more retro at times uh, with lots of memories. I think our episode zero, way, way back, I talked about, I think it was FIFA 95 on the Mega Drive. And it seems it's not just me who likes the old games. The problem comes when these old games, well, they just, you just can't get them anymore. And because they are digital works, that they seem to get lost in time. So it is great to see the xbox boss xbox boss oh uh, phil spencer come out and basically talk about working towards preserving uh older video games um not remastered but preserving the game as it was making those games available to people to be able to play using the equipment that they have access to now. I don't know about you, Zach. I don't have a, a working Mega Drive to hand these yeah. th- these days. Um, my PS2 might be a bit ropey. Yeah, and it's a, it's a really interesting take from Phil Spencer as well, because as I've already said in this episode, it was a Microsoft's 20th year anniversary. And as part of that, I know I focused very much on the Halo multiplayer being launched, but as part of that presentation, they also announced that 76 more games are now have been added to the backwards compatibility library for Xbox. <laughs> so that means that, so what they've been doing in, in, and with this kind of preservation in mind is that over time, they've had a team purely dedicated to getting games from the original Xbox, Xbox 360, into a state where they can be played on the latest Xbox consoles through backwards compatibility, Mm. which you get access to um, whether you purchase or a lot of them are in Game Pass as well. Um, So so the idea there being game preservation. And unfortunately, um, it was also announced after it announced 76 new games to backwards compatibility that they've also now reached the end of their capacity to be able to do it anymore. So whilst it's great that 76 new titles have become backwards compatible, they've also said that that's it. There isn't going to be any more games added in this way to backwards compatibility, which then I guess he's come out and said, whilst technologically we've reached the roadblocks and we've, we've reached the end of being able to do it in terms of putting them on consoles this way, yeah, this article outlines that he, he feels like there is definitely legs in kind of emulation and other ways of preserving the games that have come before gaming history in a way that allows new gamers to experience those things for the first time uh, and ultimately just preserving some history, essentially, mm. like you would a museum for mm. for history. Like we have, you know, museums are a common part of like uh, life. There's museums across the country you can visit and, and see your history. And, and, and I guess he's very conscious and aware, I guess, with having a big anniversary that there's 20 years worth of things worth saving and worth yeah. showing other people into the future. So I think it's fascinating. I think, again, it reiterates Phil Spencer's biggest wish, which is that no matter where you are and how you game or how you want to game, there is a way that you can do it. And Xbox is, and Microsoft are very much leading the way with the idea that they want everyone to be able to play games. Mm. Um, and and in um, and that's whatever games you want to play, whatever games you're interested in, and um, across multiple different platforms and multiple, multiple different mediums. Um, and they are, they seem to be at least very, very committed to that. And that's exciting. From as I a guess, gamer's point of view. And I guess 
if you're someone who is there wondering what, why, why do you want to have a museum of gaming? Just the other week, we were talking about the metaverse and virtual reality and putting on headsets and things like that. In 10, 20 years time, we're going to be wondering where all this came from and what the steps were before that and where we come from. And at the end of the day, this is history and we are reminded time and time again to learn from history to know where we've come from um i guess as people who use and enjoy art you know you've got music museums and things like that as well uh let's celebrate what's come before no yeah i couldn't couldn't agree more with that sentiment and um with xbox being so open about their intentions to do with this element of gaming hopefully mm-hmm. it pushes other publishers other companies out there to think the same way about it like how are they going to preserve it how are they going to share their histories in gaming with the people that still consume their products now old or new mm-hmm. um so it's, it's just it's just it's just fascinating um how serious and how kind of at the front of what they're doing this seems to be as much as it is about big new games he's also very concerned with what's gone before and also then how he gets it into the most people's hands like how can he help everyone experience gaming for what it is and make it a really you know hopefully you know on the by and large like a really positive part of most people's lives is that you know gaming can can be such a massive positive that that he sees it at least is that the more people that can access gaming in a way that makes sense for them the 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 better their lives will be for it and the more positive experiences they'll create around the gaming and other things um so it's just fascinating that xbox and seem to be leading on that and that they just he just seems to be doubling down on this idea and these ideas around gaming um and i'm obviously biased I'm a huge Xbox fan anyway. And that's where I've been that's where I've I've had every Xbox since the original Xbox. Can you can can you believe that? Um but yes. I also have had every PlayStation since PlayStation 2. So oh, okay. you know I'm not I'm not kind of in a, a that, camp per se. I think I've got a PlayStation up in Vloft somewhere. <laughs> is it the is it an original PlayStation? Uh, might be. <laughs> I've got to say, if someone's going to ask me what's the best-looking games console that's came that's come out over the history of games consoles, PlayStation looked cool when it came out, and it still looks cool now. Mm-hmm. Um, because they've gone very minimalist with things now, and so they they just they're kind of more understated. Although the PlayStation Five is quite a thing to behold when you have one, <laughs> it's huge, and there's no way most people will. Be- I took it out of the box and I was like, where am I putting this? Because it only really works standing <laughs> upright and it's absolutely massive. <laughs> oh, the gaming problems of today. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, moving on. So, moving on, am I allowed to say, am I allowed to introduce the last segment, the last bit, the last headline? Uh, I will let you introduce Please. the last bit, the last the last. Grand bit. Theft Auto has gone cyberpunk i mean that could just be the title of the episode (laughs) yes i mean for those who aren't aware cyberpunk was the big gaming disappointment of last year and i'm probably putting it mildly cyberpunk was a game that everyone yeah 
I think everyone had quite high expectations for. The game itself looked beautiful. It it had no right to be a bad game. It was then released and it didn't work. Okay, that's a little bit harsh. It didn't work on some consoles. Yeah. And and what was what was there was didn't quite deliver in the marketing that they had put out leading up to the delivery of the game. And so yes, it was. Yeah. And so um and at the time, um some game companies kind of were were sympathetic, were empathetic, were guys, it's hard to make games sometimes you tell you buy off more than you can chew. However, um, one of the higher ups at Rock at Rockstar Games, which is the the guys that make Grand Theft Auto, um, basically poked fun at them releasing a product that was uh, not basically ready to release. And oh, then okay. a, year, a year down the line, um, they decided to remaster the original 3D because it starts at Grand Theft Auto Three because. There were Grand Theft Autos before that. But Grand Theft Auto 3, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas decided to make a definitive edition, which, by the way, when you put definitive in the title of something, it implies that it is the best version, okay? Because it's definitive. Now, it turns out game doesn't work all that well. And that, in and of itself, is not a big deal. Now, here is where, here's where it gets bad they remove the ability to buy the old versions of the game. So now if you want to play those games, you have to buy the definitive edition, which is arguably runs worse, performs worse, looks worse, is in some cases completely unplayable and just really bad versions of the game. And because they bundled it together as three games, it costs more it's so, not just one. It's not it's just not the one console, though, is it? It's not just or it, or even just a generation of console. There's been complaints across the board. It's yeah, it it's very shady practices when when you don't give reviewers copies, you don't show any gameplay before you release it, and you remove the ability to buy the old versions of the game. Then you release your new one. People are then ultimately, if they want to play it, have to buy it. Are buying it on good faith that you as a company have because you've not given reviewers the ability to review it. You've not shown any gameplay footage in the trailers or leading up to it. People then buying it, realizing that it's a a really big mess and it's really, really not good. And um, they're just leaving it. They're not going to even attempt to fix it. One example of... uh one of the problems is uh, what's called a pop-up or pop-in, I should say, pop-in. And it's basically when something within the game magically appears and pops in and then disappears. And it depends on how close the player is to that item. So normally you might, like normally you probably see the item kind of gradually appear as you get closer to it, you know, if you're outside, just like in real life, you know, or if you're to enter a room, you should see all the items in that room when it loads up. In this case, 
items just appear right, just right in front of you. Yeah. And this is only one of the many, 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 many funny things I've seen related to things that just do not work properly. In this I've heard something position. about the targeting mechanism as well. And, that, yeah. and this is from guys who have played Grand Theft Auto years worth and played these yeah. missions before yeah, and uh, can the, do it in the... their sleep. And they target and they target some random bystander and yeah. they themselves get shot. Yeah. And the whatever processor used to um so they obviously use some kind of AI bot to transfer upscale and change some of like the words on buildings so like to make them look better they also use some kind of automatic script but it just completely misspelled things <laughs> so like they didn't and then they didn't check it and they just put that in the final game so lots of signs on buildings street names other things completely misspelled oh dear because they didn't the the bot they used to trans to transfer it from version to version obviously didn't check it and so as you know um bots that do that kind of thing not necessarily bothered about spelling things right. <laughs> so um, that doesn't work right. In San Andreas, there's one where if it rains and if it's in a certain way, literally your screen just turns into white pieces of rain and you can't see anything else but the rain and you can't move around and you can't see. And it's and because of the way that the rain works, it's like it's rain. Yeah. yeah. You, you can't see what's around just, you, you just see rain. No. Yeah. And, and, it's, and, it, and then because of the way that the rain falls in san andreas so like obviously it's an older game so it's like blocks of rain rather than like individual rain particles um yeah, yeah it makes your vision go all blurry <laughs> like you can't you can't focus on the screen because of the way that it looks um that's just another one of the funny things um that i've seen um and this is this is just in game stuff like there's also reports of the game just fundamentally not opening and not working at all on some pc platform on pc in particular um you can't just you just can't open the game um so end of the story like forget <laughs> the in-game funny things that have happened you just can't even load up the game um so it's not great it's not going well for them i guess the lesson here again is if there's a game you are looking forward to check it out first it's very easy to get excited about the concept of of a game that's coming out and you just want to throw your money at it i guess there's another lesson in just reading in waiting into it. it's just another lesson waiting reading the yeah. reviews reading the reactions watching it on twitch watching gameplay videos on youtube doing your research even yeah. for just a day or two yeah yeah we're not asking you to miss out we're asking you to just do your due diligence as a, as a sensible consumer and also like be aware of like the the kind of marketing cycles leading up to games like they didn't put review copies out and reviewers said so beforehand. That's a red flag. If a mm. game decides not to let reviewers review the game before it comes out, that's a red flag. So yeah. if you hear of that happening or if a game you're following decides to do that, that is usually indicative of we don't want people looking at our game before people have a chance to give us money for it. Mm. So 
do yourself a favor, wait a few days, especially when it's a single player game like Grand Theft Auto. There's no multiplayer component to it. You're not losing time. Um, and even then, something like an MMO or an online game where ultimately people might get a day or two's head start, that is worth it in the long run to buy a game that works and is worth the amount of money that games cost now. Yeah. Now, especially I think... up to Christmas. Save your money. Save it. Black Friday sales are your friends. Even Christmas but sales only are your if, friends. Yeah. And there's loads of caveats attached to that as well. Yeah. All the same Thinking. rules apply. <laughs> Reviews. All your friends. And especially if you're a parent listening to this and you are wading headfirst into the arena of what game do I buy for my son or daughter that really enjoys this? I'm not sure about this. Again, always, always err on the side of caution. Always go online, look for reviews, look for what people think about it, um, and where possible, inform yourselves of what you are trying to get hold of leading up to Christmas. And also, especially in the console area, be super careful if you're if you're buying consoles from places that aren't mainstream retailers. Right. Okay. What we we what we what you don't want to be doing is getting scammed for buying something that isn't what it says that it is or the price is so much more than what it costs because you just want that one gift for your son or daughter that they've really wanted all year um you know do do not if something looks too good to be true it usually always is and and no console is worth double the asking price at retail okay ever um even if you have the money i would say have that conversation and say, we're going to hang on and wait until we manage to get a, a console in a game or wherever, whichever shop you prefer to use or Amazon or whatever retailer, direct retailer. E- e- eBay is the worst place to buy a console. Like Just stay clear of it. It's not worth it because ultimately you might get, I've heard stories of people buying just the box and not Whoa. reading the description on eBay before. And so, it's it looks at first glance like they're selling you the console you pay for it and then you get just the box um because in the description on ebay it said this is just the box but to find that description on ebay you have to go into it and make and read scroll all the down. details yeah scroll down only like, one little and line sure, in the middle of the description and make sure that it is what you are trying to buy um, because unfortunately this time of year brings out all the worst kinds of people doing things that um, ultimately, yeah, they shouldn't be doing. And it's really hard to regulate it as an online retailer in the ways that keep every consumer safe. So yeah. at this time of year, just be super careful, be smart consumers, buy well, uh, and don't be, don't be, uh, don't kind of, don't be t- kind of too prideful or too proud to have a really honest conversation with your with your young person and just say look it's been really hard to get hold of these consoles i really wanted to pick it up um but have another chance to like why don't we sit down like is there anything else you want why don't we sit down far better to have a super honest conversation and avoid the disappointment on christmas day or to get Mm. sucked into something that it isn't and then end up being end up losing money that you can't afford to amen Well, with that, all those things in mind, 
this is the end of this week's skill check podcast we've made it thank you for listening if you've managed to listen this far and if we've helped at all with any of the advice or tips or things we've said we're just really glad to to play a positive part in your experience of gaming in general um so yeah this has been the skill check podcast gaming and well-being podcast from ymca exeter i've been zach and he's been andy you can find us on all good podcast providing platforms you can also find a link to our podcast on our website www.ymcaxer.org.uk scroll down on the homepage and click on the skill check logo you can also email us if you want to get in touch with us response at ymcaxer.org.uk is our email address please do get in touch if you have any questions any thoughts any opinions on the podcast in general we'd love to hear from you and social media if that's a thing you use and you want to find out more about gaming at YMCA Exeter, you want to get in touch with us there, you can absolutely do that. And we are at YMCA Exeter on social media and you can find us there and find other things that we do and other things that kind of we put out there for advice and tips around loads of things to do with mental health and well-being in general. And do check us out if uh, any of those things will be helpful for you. This has been this week's episode of Skill Check and we will see you all next time. <laughs>